Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We'll get you out to an Atlanta United game this year. I've been out. I've been been there, you know, but I'm just... (sighs) Thank you you for marshalling me through this. And, and and increasing my my education and want to get back out there. You're going to learn now, a lot in this segment. Well, let's bring on our guest, man, because I'm I'm going to let you two. This is going to be like Center Court Wimbledon, and I'm I've got the box seat watching this. Uh, Jonathan Siegel, MLS contributor. You brought this guy uh, name up to me during the week when you and I talked, and he says this is the guy we need to have on talking soccer, along with you, of course. But you have questions for Jonathan. I got a bunch of questions for Jonathan. First, so, so jo- hey, God, let me just welcome Jonathan. Thank you for getting up. This dude is in the start. He's like Hussein Bolt. He's sitting there in position, <laughs> yep. ready to come at you, Jonathan. So, have we got him, Eric? Couldn't hear him there. Jonathan, I followed hey your work for a long time. Oh, Thanks hey. so much for uh, taking some time for us this morning. Yes. No worries. Calling you from frigid New York City, where it feels like the feels like temperatures in the negative teens. So. We're off to a lovely start this Saturday morning. That is ridiculous. We'll, we'll try to heat things up a little bit from Atlanta. <laughs> it's not that warm down here either, at least for, for us. Um, things get heated up later today. There's a massive game for, I think, MLS fans to maybe understand how big this is. Seattle Sounders and Alak Lee in the Club World Cup. And if the Sounders win, they're going to play Real Madrid in a game that counts and matters. How big is this for the league, in your opinion? I think it's a singular word, and that's massive. Um, the part that does worry me is Seattle's coming off a of preseason, and they haven't played an official game since early October, so it's been a second since they've they've been out there. But this is what teams have been fighting for uh, in the CONCACAF Champions League regionally tournament, getting not only the bragging rights there, but the ticket to this tournament. And like you said, if, it, if they win this match, they get the chance to go up against none other than mighty Real Madrid, arguably the biggest club soccer team in the entire world. We saw TFC years back, LAFC, uh, CF Montreal. There have been teams that have come so close to this. And um, I just remember that night back in early May, I think Seattle was before, it was around 69,000 fans record for the competition at home. And um, Garth Lagerway, now at Atlanta United, of course, um, uses the word immortality to describe it. And that's apt and fitting in my opinion, because no team will ever be the first, but Seattle from MLS, and and now they get this the, this opportunity on the global stage uh, against a hugely popular African team. As I've come to learn, I never realized how big their social media following yeah. was and the caliber of players. It's a huge club um, to show what MLS is all about, to show what Seattle's all about. A team that we expect to get to this stage down the line is the defending champs, LAFC. But they have lost a couple of key figures from last year. We know about Gareth Bale. I think he's doing pretty well in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, by the way, now that he can golf full-time. But losing Chicho Arango to Pachuca, 
How do you rate LAFC in 2023? They need pieces. There's no need to sugarcoat it. Um, John Thorrington and that front office, they have no, they, they've shown time and time again, there's no reason to doubt they'll get the business done. Um, but the time is ticking. They have three starting caliber midfielders. I think everyone was surprised to see Jose Cifuentes stay through the transfer window in, in January in Europe. Um, we'll see maybe a Turkish team could come in through the next couple of days and make an offer. Their window lasts a little bit longer. They sent Edward Atuesta down to Brazil a while back. Argentine League is also open a little as bit. But Kellen Acosta, U.S. International, Ilya Sanchez, and then beyond that, it's pretty barren. And this is a team that's going to be in four competitions, could play as much as 50-plus games this year. So, so they need to make signings there. There's no doubt about it. Up top, that's where I'm a little more intrigued um, because how Steve Trundle, their coach, manages that dynamic of Carlos Vela, Danny Buanga, Cuadro Apoku, um, et cetera, those are great pieces. That's quality. Um, but I can say confidently, and I'll use the Atlanta connection again, I think every Atlanta United fan would be overjoyed if Chicho Arango were to come and sign for the club. Absolutely. Uh, if that were to have been the situation. They would have said, this is our next Joseph. This is our next guy. Build around him. Um, so that's a huge loss. And he wasn't on DP money. I know there were some contract talks, and, and I don't know for certain, but maybe they couldn't come to an agreeable figure. Uh, so that's the big thing for LAFC right now is despite the star power, despite the fact they haven't actually lost a ton of pieces um, and have brought in a couple interesting guys, Aaron Long, the U.S. international center back, uh, a Croatian youth winger whose name I don't know how to pronounce and I won't pretend to know how to <laughs> for the sake of that. It's like they need more. Um, but I think that's also a scary proposition for MLS knowing how much this team has at times kind of walked around other clubs with its signings and, and shown everyone this is how you do it, and they have ownership that's willing to spend. That is uh, Jonathan Siegel joining Sam and Greg, which is now being filled over here by Jason Longshore. He's sitting in for Mr. Crenshaw, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Uh, Jonathan is a uh, MLS contributor, and we've got the voice, one of the voices for Atlanta United. So this is one of those times where I'm just going to let you go. I'm getting a cup of coffee and, and get some <laughs> education here. But I, I will have a question here in a second, but I know there was something you wanted to continue with with, uh, with Jonathan. With yeah, I definitely want to get to Atlanta and, and what you expect out of Atlanta in 23. But the team that probably the Eastern Conference is going to go through is Philadelphia, and, and they did add some pieces. How do you rate the union for 23? I think they got to be MLS Cup favorites right now. I mean, yep. they haven't really lost anyone of note from that team. That was a Gareth Bale MLS all-time moment header away from winning MLS Cup. They only lost the Porter Shield last year on how MLS uses the all goal or goal scored tiebreaker compared to goal differential like the rest of the world. Um so I know that's a little bit of a sour point at times in that union fan base of, oh, why does it have to be different here? And <laughs> like I said, PKs in that Bear, uh, Gareth Bale moment. Um, this team is scary deep. They've brought in some pieces this offseason that is only strengthened that depth. They don't spend like crazy. Ernst Tanner, their GM, Jim Curtin, their head coach. They're probably the best one-two duo in the league. And that's Backed up by facts, Tanner got the GM award last year. Curtin got coach of the year award. They had, I think, four guys on best 11, all of whom returned. Might have been three if I misremembered the math. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you said it there. This is who the East is going to run through. They don't play the most, um, let's call it dominant game at times. Uh, they can. They showed at times last summer they couldn't stop scoring. They were scoring goals for fun. Um, but their defense is incredible. Andre Blake, the best goalkeeper, in my opinion, MLS has ever seen. And, yeah, when you achieve all they did and they bring back everyone they have and then built on top of that with more signings and more kids coming through their academy, et cetera, that's a scary team, in my opinion. Jonathan, listen, first of all, thank you for joining us this morning and coming on here. And you guys are getting into the X's and O's and doing deep dive into soccer. But I got a question for you, and this is something that landed on my desk this past week and hearing about Forbes and how they estimated, is it um, LAFC yeah. worth a billion dollars? Now, earlier in the show, Jonathan, I was uh, talking to Jason about whether or not they could get these top-name players to come from other places around the planet, and the conversation always came back to money or lack thereof. And if you got a team, and maybe there's more, worth a billion dollars, there's some money there. Uh, do you know of any others that, that are near or worth a billion dollars? Not myself. I can't say that I know fully how Forbes comes to those valuations or how accurate they might be. I wouldn't want to be, a, let's call it a spokesperson on that behalf, but I'm not <laughs> okay. surprised at all that, that LAFC got that. Um, I think the incoming Apple deal is probably a huge factor there. The global profile now that MLS is going to have where anybody in the world can easily watch games. Um, I think that platform and what's cooking there over this next 10-year partnership is a huge piece there, as well as their stadium and, and the profile of their owners. Um, I do think Atlanta's not far behind. I do think a Toronto FC, a Seattle Sounders, these teams that are pushing the attendance record, that are setting the standard uh, routinely, and Austin FC is another one. Um, I think clubs are knocking on the door there. There's obviously a lot that goes into those valuations between players and stadium and uh, sponsorships, et cetera. You could go down a list probably of 15, 20 bullet points. Um, but I'm not surprised. I, I, I think the, the, the key question, in my opinion now, is obviously MLS is a salary-capped league. Um, you have the ability to spend on your designated players, guys like Joseph Martinez, what he was for so long, Tiago Amato, of course, in Atlanta still. Um, so teams have free reign there. The question is, in my opinion, then, like how can teams further invest? Does the league evolve at all? to increase the ability to go out and sign more players like that. Uh, I don't know. I can't pretend to know. Um, but I know fans are calling for that. They're interested in it. And there are owners who are willing to spend. All right, well, let's, let's finish with Atlanta United because that's an owner that's willing to spend in Arthur Blank. And we've seen it here from the beginning. And there's some pieces that are needed for this team. Garth Lagerway now the CEO. Big opening up top. Uh, what are you expecting from Atlanta United in 23? My mind first goes to growing pains, but I know it's an incomplete roster at the moment. Um, I was looking the other day at our, I, I keep track of our transactions tracker on, on MLSsoccer.com and uh, maybe one team more, but Atlanta's had arguably the most turnover in the league and that's backed up by numbers. There's been an incredible amount of guys out the door. Uh, key players too. I'm not saying they all should be back, but just based on pure quantity the plus minus of incomings, outgoings, we're in the net negatives pretty significantly with Atlanta. So that's the part where I'm like, I don't know yet. Um, they're supposed to, or they're strongly reportedly bringing in this striker, Greek international striker from Celtic. 
Uh, it sounds like he'll be a big piece. They brought in Luis Abram the other day. I think he slots right into Miles Robinson as a starter in that back line. Um, but I, I don't know if this is a playoff team yet because they just couldn't put the pieces together last year. Um, you guys would know more closely than me because you're on the ground there. You see it. You're speaking to Gonzalo Pineda, et cetera. Um, but I do think there's a sentiment around Atlanta United fans, at least this is what I gather from afar of, man, we just want the, we, we just want the old days back. Why is that so hard? Um, I think that's what Garth is here to do. I, I think Garth is here to do that, and it's not going to come overnight. It's not going to be a snap of the fingers. But I do believe that whether even if they sell Almada this summer or whenever that comes, the process of getting Atlanta back when they came into this league in 27 and 18 and, and were just incredible that's not far away yeah when it is i think that's the difficulty for atlanta fans is being patient because there have been some frustrations over the years and at some point you just want to see results and that's an understandable sentiment i believe man we kind of thank this guy jonathan getting up and coming on here and bringing all this knowledge and thank you because it's been fun watching you two go back and forth. But again, again, I'm absorbing all of this. <laughs> Don't give me a test later, but I'm absorbing it all. It will come out in some sort of We're going to get Greg writing some columns down, for MLSsoccer.com <laughs> coming up soon, Jonathan. Jonathan Siegel, man, listen, thank you very much for getting up and joining the show this morning. Have a good rest of your weekend, sir. Thanks. You guys, too, and uh, have a good night. Thanks, Thanks Jonathan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 